Grand Moth Tarkin. I am honored by your visit. Talking, delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host, Riley. Hey. Jake, that's me, and Isaac. Hey. <laughs> you were doing so great till the end there, you slowed down a lot in the name section. No, well, I wanted to- Do you to- want to try again, Jake? Yeah, try it again. Just say it. Uh, keep going fast. We're going to say our things really quickly as you're saying oh, yeah? our names. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Okay. We can do it. Go. Welcome to Graham Off Talking, delicately curated, long form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host, Riley, hey. Jake, and Isaac. <laughs> so. Oh, I love it. Guys, we're so happy to be recording. Yes. God, we it's took been a month. How long? We took, what, like a month off from recording? Mm-hmm. Guys, turns out you take a couple weeks off. A couple of things happen in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> you got, you know what? I don't care about that. First of all, okay. What I'm interested in, <laughs> I do, is how the two of you guys are doing after uh, a month off. Guys, how are you doing? I missed you. What have you been up? What have you been up to? I'm missing you. Is is that all? Yeah. This is turning out to be not as interesting as I hoped. It would be. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I've been doing is missing you guys. I guess I read some Star Wars books. Isaac. Hey. Can you answer me a question? I'll try my best. As a friend. Bro. And a chill. And a bro. All three. What's going on with you these days? Guys. Tell me three things. Three things. Number one. Number one, I'm doing great. Number two. Number two, thanks for asking. Number three. Number three, I went to Captain D's last night. <laughs> what is that? Okay. It sounds like a <laughs> something. Captain D's is a seafood fast food restaurant in the Midwestern United States. For people of all ages? No, people of a certain advanced age. But and this is very surprising information. It's okay. Jamie's grandmother loves Captain D's. <laughs> no, no. We no. took her there last night. She specially requests it, and so we're like, you know what? It's convenient for me because, guys, I love Captain D's. I can't. We go. We have to stop saying. I can't honestly deal with the phrase Captain D's. <laughs> it, it pains me to join in on one of Isaac's tirades. Captain D's is pretty good, honestly. <laughs> I like Captain D's it, a lot. You'll cut out all the things It that takes <laughs> Long John Silver's behind the woodshed and slaps it in the face with some North Pacific cod. That's so what it, it does. doesn't do anything with the wood chipper. It just slaps it behind the nope. woodshed. <laughs> What's the best part? The Hush puppies. Oh, Riley didn't I am a fry bread fan. Okay, all right. It's pretty good. And also the little, uh, okay, they put the fish in a bed of, cr- of crunchies. <laughs> the crunchies are <laughs> a are great they? way to cap off a meal. You don't know. They're crunchy. They put, like, some mysterious crunchy substance. I don't know if it's crunchy before the deep fryer, but they take it out and they put it in the below. It's like a little bed that your fish gets to nap in, and you eat it after the meal, and it is, like, it is crunchy cholesterol. Still is. But it'll change your life. And yeah. the aesthetic of the particular Captain D's we went to <laughs> has... What was the mood? Okay, I, I, guys, mood. I forgot to include the mood. I'm sorry, I forgot to include the mood. The mood was... <laughs> Aroma of been gay. Cool. And because the median age was dead at this particular <laughs> establishment. <laughs> I feel like, you know what? It's a chill atmosphere, guys. You go to a packed restaurant, everyone's just chilling out. It's nothing but a bunch of couples looking at each other, waiting for the other one to die so they get the last six years in peace. <laughs> Guys, this is a Star Wars podcast, Guys, obviously. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting no, there. No, we have to move on. We left. There was mulch in the ground. The mulch reminded me of the People skin can assume that there's mulch of in the, grounds. the Bindu. Dave Filoni tweeted about a Bindu. If I cut that out, he's going to sue me. He already told me. I can't yep. cut it out. He promised that he would sue me. Listeners, if you're thinking to yourself, why doesn't Isaac talk more on this podcast? He definitely does. <laughs> you can look right across your podcast earphones at Mr. Riley over here. He's he winking. Absolutely, <laughs> to your benefit, listeners, cuts out a lot of things that are of no interest to anybody. Yeah. Ironic, you're the one discussing that. Hey, can we? My stuff stays what are, in. Uh, what so, are we doing here? Oh well, I, what I'm trying to do is the, I'm trying here's the secret. To say, I cut out a ton of Jake's stuff. It's oh, just absolutely. he talks so much more than everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He There's still, still a lot the most left over. Yeah. There's still more Guys, left over. the director's cuts of our podcast make Lord of the Rings look like uh, <laughs> yeah. TV sitcom. Or like Zack Snyder movies, all of us together. So, anyway, now. Oh, boy. Let's 
talk about something. We took about a month off from recording. We missed a lot of things in the Star Wars universe. So we we're going to quickly... We are now past the movies. We have to talk about that. I was listening back to our last episode, and we talk a lot about the Han Solo movie. Boy, oh boy. Whoa. And, and we did not mention it because we recorded before the news broke. We did. So, you know, friend of the show. You know what? No, no, no. Let's let's do this. We have to introduce a new segment. A new segment that we have to start now. Bro of the show. <laughs> and once we get to that segment, I'll tell you who the bro of the show is. <laughs> But we have a new segment that's called News Gun Ray. <laughs> <laughs> we have to catch up on the news that has happened. Listeners, we're accepting jingles. Bro of the show, Ron Howard. We who we inserted or you inserted, rather. Yeah, no, we did it. We did it first. It we could be a collective we. It's not just we're in this together. The royal we yeah. included clips from Arrested Development of Ron Howard because <laughs> we kept on forgetting so to put up in the show or we, you <laughs> yes. know, did things out of order. Ironically enough, a week after we released an episode with Ron Howard in it, Riley, describe what happened. I was very upset because— Include the mood. He, <laughs> Please my, include the mood. My happened. mood was upset because Ron Howard totally stole our bit when he decided to take over directing the Han Solo movie. <laughs> and now all we're going to hear for the next year and a half or whatever is going to be Arrested Development jokes about the, the Han Solo movie. So the it's directors, true. you guys know this by now listeners the it's directors, new to us since we've been recording yeah, basically but, but the directors of the han solo movie were fired i yes. mean they they cite creative differences the but pop they, singer they were, they lord and frank miller from yes. batman were directing the movie <laughs> they, and they were they were let, they were let go from the film um there are conflicting reports about why Overall, I'm okay with it. Jake, I know you were a little bit more upset about this than well, me, but initially okay, so right uh, Isaac, pardon, <laughs> Isaac, g give your take on this, and then I'll, I'll give my take. Because initially, I will say I, I was kind of I had really conflicted opinions about it. But uh, Isaac, how do you feel about the Han Solo switch? Okay. So once in this segment called News Gun Ray. News Gun Ray. My opinion, once the dust settled, was it's just th th there's there's two sides to every story. So at at first, I w I was thinking like this is. It is kind of odd. It, it seems like we, it seems like a power play by Lucasfilm. It seems like okay, it's how much freedom do the directors actually have? But the the more reports that came out, I found this to be a good thing. And ultimately, my opinion is like I think I just need to stay off the internet and reading opinions of people because it'll just get me fired up one way or the other. It yeah. seems like people get really upset that Disney is trying to make a good product or Lucasfilm is trying to make a good product. And even though guys read Bobby Bar Roberts' Twitter, you will learn the difference between Luke <laughs> Disney and Lucasfilm. My opinion, in a nutshell, yeah, is that it's it it is kind of funny that people are upset that uh, Kathleen Kennedy is worried about releasing a satisfactory product because a lot of the opinions were like they should have just let it be crappy. Like, are you sure? Is that your final answer? <laughs> Right. I Riley, give your take on this. I've heard the, the the reports that I've heard are that, and I haven't looked much into this, so I don't know if this is just this is unsubstantiated on my end. But Alden Ehrenreich is that how you say his name? Yes. Um, good pronunciation. Thank you. Better, bro. <laughs> I I've heard him make comparisons to Ace Ventura. Yeah, that and was, that it was and that it was that becoming, was the uh, trigger. It wasn't a funny Star Wars movie, but it was a Star Wars comedy, and it was. Maybe trying to be funny, but it wasn't really right. So was it kind of being like Robot Chicken Star Wars? That's and that's the that's the kind of the take that I was getting from it. So I I don't want that in my Star Wars. Han Solo can be a funny character, but it's not because he's making jokes all the time. And I I could not get the image out of my mind of of Han Solo turning to Lando <laughs> and like smoking, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. And it just like it, I the inevitable talking I butt scene. Yeah, the talking butt scene. <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, we should, for posterity, obviously people will be listening posterity, to Posterity, like a butt. Here's an, oh my goodness, like Ace Ventura. backed right into that. Sure we did. Like, like a, a butt. butt. <laughs> now, Jinx. obviously people like the documentary. People will be listening <laughs> to this years in the future. For the uninitiated, the pop singer, Lord, and Frank no. Miller from Batman, <laughs> were directing the Star Wars Han Solo movie. They got fired really abruptly, mm -hmm. and it was confirmed that they were fired from it, and yeah. not that they left the picture. And the next day, it was announced that Ron Howard, bro of the show, mm -hmm. would be the replacement's director. So that's, if, if you're not 
if you not catch up on news, yeah, this ready. is probably all going to be a footnote, you know, 10 absolutely, years down the road. Absolutely. Now, my initial take on it, I'll be honest with you, as I was like, this is getting ridiculous because it happened with Rogue One where they brought in, who was it that they brought in? Tony Gilroy. Tony Tinny Gullroy to direct the reshoots for Rogue One. And I had mixed feelings about that too. But you know what's funny? When we were talking about Rogue One, did we ever mention Tony Gilroy even one no, time? No, we didn't. No, it felt like one cohesive film. Right. I have a feeling when we when it's all said and done that it's going to end up feeling like a Ron Howard film, that they're going to yeah. use whatever good stuff that Lord and Miller shot, it's going to end up in the movie. My initial take was that I was concerned. I'm a DC fan, and I'm a defender of DC movies to some extent, but it's a bummer the studio involvement mm. and, like, the complete butcher job that happened to, like, Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad, where there's just so much stuff that was cut out of the movies. And it started to feel like I was worried that Disney would become the same thing. Now, the difference is Kathleen Kennedy has made a lot of really good movies. Right. And it, it, we joked about it in the Rogue One episode about reshoots. Or maybe we, maybe it was the TFA episode. But we're like, why do people freak out about wanting to make the movie better? Mm -hmm. And Isaac, I think you said that well. Like, if they're trying to make the movie better, if it was bad and they want to make it better, yeah, that's it a wasn't good thing. like Lord and Miller are these radical visionary filmmakers that we're going to have <laughs> some artsy take on the character. Right. It was too goofy for them. They wanted it to be more grounded, ostensibly. So basically, I want it to be the best movie possible. I want to know, Riley, what you think the implications this are on episode nine because i'll tell you another news gun ray that happened <laughs> colin trevorrow never dies from uh jurassic world fame mm -hmm. he's directing episode nine listeners of the show will be familiar with this bit of info yeah riley does not like colin trevorrow no. and now the what? entire universe also does not like him because yep. he directed a movie called the book of henry which was his passion project for years and it's been described by critics as one of the worst movies they ever made it sounds insane we yeah. haven't seen it yet but we're gonna see it yeah and talk about it on the show it's probably out of theaters already honestly honestly it might be yeah um but hey it means we can just rent it there yeah. you go so more movies i can watch in my underwear guys yeah better. that's with, the dream with really. us yeah now riley yeah because here's what my initial thought was it's a bad look for Disney at this point to let Trevorrow go because any potential director is going to be like, ooh, this Disney place, or Lucasfilm, rather, you know, they replaced Edwards for the reshoots. They replaced Lord Miller with Ron Howard. Now, if it's a third thing that happens with episode nine, is that a bad look for are, are Is he sitting pretty now because of this thing? That's my question for you. I don't think he's sitting pretty. Pretty. Or privy. <laughs> sitting privy is what He's I sitting privy. To know. Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm are going to make like the best movies they can make. And and people are going to say they're they're cookie cutter, possibly. So far, Disney has had two Star Wars films released, and they immediately jumped to near the top of my favorite Star Wars what? movies. So I am not worried about anything until we get a bad movie. All the all the the word on the street is Ryan Johnson said that he that he has not had any studio meddling at all. He's had right. as much freedom as he's probably had from him. Not probably because I would yeah, no, this is from he's him. good yeah. at it. So that's probably why he's had no involvement. See, that's, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I think where their problem lies is hiring is their initial hiring of directors. They need to get better at that. They need to get someone who understands the direction they want because. The studio is going to make every studio makes decisions about where they want the movie to go. They're the ones supplying the money. They're the ones who are right. in charge of this whole thing. It's going to happen. So they need to do a better job of finding directors that are in agreement with their vision. Did you hear? This is what I heard somewhere. Trevorrow and Kathleen Kennedy's husband. I think he was like the producer on Jurassic. There is some sort of relation there i had not heard where this. they are tight and this was almost like a favor from kennedy to trevorrow this was like you scratch my back i'll scratch yours. We, we've that. talked about it we before too trevorrow and bird brad bird yeah. are friends yes so also say, that, that connection there because they went I, to brad bird first yeah. so like however much people want to pretend that like conspiracies never exist ever i mean there is hollywood glad handing and politicking and different stuff like that so stuff like that does happen to the extent it happened in the new star wars universe who knows but that's kind of something out there I think kind of where we all land on this issue, correct me if I'm wrong, Jake and Isaac, 
is that there's no point right now in getting upset about a movie that hasn't even come out. I'm infuriated. That and, is, I'm going to start really freaking out. That's also it. not even the next movie to be released. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. this doesn't come out till like early next year, maybe, or something like that. It, 2019 20, May is the goal. 2019. I'm sorry. I thought it was 2018. What year is it? Where it's are 2018, we right? Now? right? Okay, May 2018. Yes. But anyway, it doesn't. It, so far, we haven't gotten a bad movie. All indications are that Last Jedi is going to be another good movie. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to just wait and see. There's no point in being upset about yeah, it. I like, like Ron Howard. It's like wringing your fingers sure. because your afraid dinner is going to suck. I mean, you see, like, oh crap, the uh, the egg spoiled. Like, you can still go to the grocery store and buy some more eggs, bro. Just chill you out. You know what? These are the classic kind of metaphors that we like. On Grandma, I'm talking. So, so we said all we need to say about Han, Han Solo. Solo movie. The other thing that happened is a new Star Wars show happened, Forces of Destiny. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, Riley, you saw the panel. We yeah. regrettably did not get to see this at Ooh, Star Wars Celebration. So I was so jealous. They showed the, the first one with BB-8 and uh Did they really? Ray. Yeah. Now, what were your initial impressions when you saw it? It was really good. They're short. It's so it's charming. It's really good, though. Very charming. It's really good. And it's great. They get the voice actresses. Daisy Ridley came yeah. out on stage. It was not planned for her to be on stage, and she right. came out and shocked us all. It was amazing. Here, here's the reason why I think this is newsworthy. First of all, it's a new Star Wars show. It's, it's known to be canonical, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah. Also, uh, 30-year-olds on Twitter are getting really upset about the canonical implications of this show aimed at little girls, little girls <laughs> and boys. How but dare like... little girls have something for themselves? And people are like, this doesn't make sense with the canon of The Force Awakens. <laughs> it's like, this is a show aimed at children. But I got to say, as an adult watching it, I found it really charming. I really enjoyed it. That's what Star Wars is. Star Wars is for kids. We are three adults who talk about Star Wars for fun. I was say the it pr- is, it is kids aimed books, at children. Kids movies. Well, once you get a driver's license, like the onus falls on you if you're getting mad about something in Star Wars. <laughs> That's the yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Like, but it is insane to see, you know, thinking Reddit posts or whatever about people like, this doesn't really line up with the time. <laughs> because it's like, who cares? It's yeah. a fun cartoon yeah. that features Star Wars characters. It's well made. It's, it is. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll say right up top that, you know, it's unfortunate that the animation isn't like spectacular. It's yeah. not as I, good as like Jenny Tarkovsky. Here's what I will say. I'm sorry, Isaac. I'll, I'll finish with this quick thought. If you go back and watch the first season of Star Wars Rebels, animation, pretty rough. Yeah. I think if this is successful... The implications for future entries of this are really positive. This would kind of make sense. They may have uh, cut back on like uh, animation costs by trying to get like the Daisy Ridley, Ashley Eckstein, every single big gun in there. You got Felicity. Like you, you're getting like a list. Is it Felicity Jones doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all. It's all that. Well, except for Carrie Fisher. It's all. What about Natalie Portman? Yeah. No way. I'm pretty I sure well, they no, got no, no. It's Portman, uh, right? what's her face from Clone Wars. Oh, I thought it was Natalie. Oh, okay. I thought no, they were getting everybody. At the time, of well, this they still got the Clone Wars actress. To... Yeah, that's good. at the time of this recording, they haven't released any Padme episodes, right? Yet. No. Or Jin episodes, I don't think. No, we just got an Ahsoka but... and and Anakin lip balm episode. And, yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing people are talking about on Twitter is Anakin's face. It's worth mentioning, but it's not great. Ahsoka's but... a great character, yeah. and it's a fun episode. It is cool though. Like for a, a YouTube cartoon series, you got like A-list celebrities to come in, yeah, totally, and do voices yeah. on it to create continuity. But yeah, it's 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 fun. Like that's and that's all Star Wars needs to be. It was, it was just fun. Like I didn't really. Like, so far, every day this week, I've had, like, a new little Star Wars thing to watch. Mm-hmm. That's so cool yeah, to it's me. Yeah, cool. And I like Rey with BB-8. Like, there's a whole adventure getting him back to right. Nemo Alpha's. I, I, I like that stuff. And you know what's cool, too, is I got a three-year-old niece, and, like, that I have pretty cool. It really is. Is there more to the story? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Well, because the, the thing is, like, if I wanted to introduce her to Star Wars, like, I, I've gotten her a few toys so far, but if I want to actually sit her down and, like, tell her about like okay so it's uh 10 years before the start of the clone wars and uh senator palpatine is about to <laughs> she's not gonna usurp power all. right so yeah it's right. like but it, if i sit her down and say like hey you know this ray toy you have here she is uh, now sit down for three minutes totally. yeah exactly. so she can tell you like so like it's a for little little kid yeah. that's something i can introduce her to it and the toys are going to come out which is a convenient excuse for me to buy more of those toys that actually look pretty cool. <laughs> have you seen the Forces of Destiny dolls? They are really I cool. I sure haven't. They're not no, bad. They're actually cool. I will not be seeking them out actively, but hey. Hey, um, chicken, go buy one. They're cool. <laughs> I'm just so afraid. Hey, guys. Jake, buy a stupid Forces of <laughs> Destiny toy. <laughs> and throw it at the road. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so that the only other thing that I can think of is that uh, we haven't recorded a podcast. And we're past the movies. This is... 
end of News Gun Ray <laughs> segment. <laughs> really, end of podcast. <laughs> and end of podcast. No. So, we, um, guys. We guys. We're so excited to be, we guys. We're and you guys who are listening. We're so excited to be doing this show, and we reached out on Twitter. We didn't think that we would get a lot of response, to be honest, because not we don't have a ton of listeners. I thought we we'd get, more, like, one question. We have more than we would think. Yeah. But we don't have, what are you, doing you know, weirdos? we're not getting, like, you know, full of Sith numbers, <laughs> but... Who would? Hey, full of Sith. Full of Sith would. <laughs> Another podcast would. We reached out on Twitter because we want to do an episode fans. about the Force. I'm not going to be like a Marvel movie and only tell you the title after all the credits. I'm going to tell you the title right up top. This is about the Force. We wanted to do a Force episode. Right. But we thought, you know what would be fun is if we reached out on Twitter to have listeners ask us some questions about the Force that maybe we could answer. We thought we would get like one or two. <laughs> we got a lot of questions, and they were all so good. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do this entire episode is going to be dedicated to answering your questions, which means it'll be the best episode ever because it's going to be generated from you and not our stupid idiot brains. <laughs> that helps. Riley, you spent so much time working on this episode. I'm so proud of it, you guys. Talk, Riley has a Talk about the process. spreadsheet, and he has like a three-page document with actual pictures. We're going to take pictures of it. We'll post it on Twitter. Riley is taping I'll his glasses. I'll share the Google document with you guys if you ask for He it. is taping his glasses together, popping a zit, and oh, now hang on a second. <laughs> Rolling a twenty-nine sided die. We're now getting into Big Bang Theory like stereotypes. Yeah, boy. All right, guys. You know in the Big Bang Theory how somehow they have time to absorb every single bit of nerd culture ever? Have you ever watched an episode where like they talk about how they've watched like all twenty-nine seasons of Doctor Who and they've like seen every Star Wars movie five hundred times? They've seen every it's single Star Trek. As if cynical sitcom writers are googling nerdy things and inserting references. Riley, you prepared. Yeah. I've got Basically, all the questions here. Wikipedia by yourself, the entirety of it. Yeah, I yeah, this is all these are all my thoughts. I didn't write down your guys' thoughts because I don't know your thoughts. I wrote down all the questions, so we have all that and the askers and all and that. And that's kind the important of stuff, thing. But, it's because yeah. this episode is and about you. The, the rest of it is just it really stuff is. I thought about while and, I was And you know what, guys? Seriously, that's like really cool guys that you, this, that yeah, you asked us questions. We, I was about to say. We sound sarcastic most of the time. We're actually we like, can't really help excited. No, we're so excited. That people ask questions. We're all grinning ear to ear. We love you guys. We have now like cartoon Dr. Seuss mouths that really? are going literally to our ears. Jake and bought a Cheshire cat, brought it in, not by held it into the. Go on. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm Lewis just Carol. trying to talk <laughs> about something different. Okay, just just read, Riley. Riley, I mean, Are we Isaac into these questions is really right now? upset. <laughs> now, okay, I just wanted to say, if you are enjoying our podcast, mm-hmm. get out. We don't want you to listen to it anymore. No, please follow us on Twitter. Send We're, us emails and stuff because it's really cool to us. It makes us happy. We don't, we lose money actively every episode. <laughs> we really do. And I'm about to start a website, which means I'm going to lose a whole lot of money because apparently it's expensive. You know what would be cool if you keep sending questions? Why don't we just say right now we'll do one of these a month? It can be. It might be a bonus episode. Yeah, it might totally. Be a main episode. If you ask us questions, it doesn't even have to be about Star Wars, but preferably yeah. about ask Star us Wars. Personal, <laughs> deeply uncomfortably personal. We'll questions answer about questions. Our lives. We'll do an episode about questions. Yeah. Is there a show like that three brothers do that kind of follows <laughs> <laughs> that same format? I don't think so. <laughs> um, okay, fine. We so. need one for the modern era to really talk about it. <laughs> one that's perhaps delicately curated. Um, okay. Uh, so Riley, help yeah. us out here. Um, these are, this is going to be about the Force. Yeah. And Mostly then we're gonna do force, yeah. we're gonna do specifically a force episode kind of with our own general thoughts yeah. is, is the plan. Yeah. Um but we're gonna, gonna you... be asking answering specific questions. Yeah, so, you know what? Yeah. You guys listening right now, you go first. Who you talks first? You talk first. Hey, you know what Poe Dameron said? He said, My name is Poe Dameron. Now that's not your name, but if you have a name, log into your Twitter account and tweet us and Ryan's gonna read your question <laughs> right <God>. now. <laughs> All right, so the the first one that I have on here comes to us from uh, Shampoodler of CBB fame. Catchphrase superstar Shampoodler yeah. has been in listening to our show. He's Thank got a so he's got a couple questions, that. but we'll do this one first. Yeah, we'll save for, that other one for later. Yeah, we this is a family show. We should say <laughs> yes. this Perhaps is a family show specifically for Shampoodler. We may not get to your second we question. We have <laughs> families. They they get My together. My mother listens to this show. Absolutely, they gather around their old radio. They, they start a fire in their fireplace. They have their arms around each other, and as and a then they family, light the radio on fire as a family. They put the radio in the fire, and they they're get listening to Theodore at. Roosevelt giving a little fireside chat. And then they listen to our show together as a family. Children listen to this show. Chill bros and children. Chill bro, listen. children, children of men. 
is a movie, but you're gonna read a tweet. Yeah, this this first one though we can talk about because it just talks about dismemberment. Um, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> we actually have a couple questions that were kind of in this vein. Isaac, who was the other question? You that know, it's veins like is in arms. Okay, Isaac, that what was, was that? I think uh, Levi. Was Levi, the one who, okay, uh, Levi, what's up, asked... Levi? Also, ask something in in the similar vein of this question. Yes. We'll we'll answer both. We'll answer both. Levi and Shampoodler. Yes. Anakin Skywalker lost a lot of his connection with the Force when Obi-Wan dismembered him. So, how does Tiny Yoda have so much? So, okay, my initial feeling on this is that this seems to be pointing to the midichlorian thing. Yeah. Right? Yes, it is. Now, I think we'll probably get into this. Well, let's get into it now. Let's just start talking about midichlorians a little bit. Because oh boy. I, I was writing a paragraph about midichlorians, and halfway through, I just banged my forehead on the keyboard. Nah. It's not an exaggeration. <laughs> and then I wrote, I hate this. Look, we can talk about midichlorians soon, but I don't like it. I went on. Okay. Yeah, I don't like them. Can I give my take on midichlorians please. first, and then you guys can talk? Obviously, midichlorians were invented by George Lucas because there was a point in the script where he's like, how do I quickly demonstrate to the audience that Anakin Skywalker is more powerful than any other Jedi ever? Well, I could have a scene where he does a blood test, and I can have a character say, his readings are off the charts, or even higher than Master Yoda. So I think midichlorians were mostly for expository, you know, quick, you, like he does in all of his movies, quickly giving, you know, easy information to the audience. Now, when I was a kid, I don't know about you, Isaac, the other person who likes the prequels on this podcast. Hey. I was not, I never thought about midichlorians, to be honest. When I was a kid watching The Phantominus, it's because they disappear soon after the Phantom. Well, true, but I also was just <laughs> like, I just was like, that's interesting. This thought, this tweet seems to be coming from the fact that midichlorians are entities that live mm-hmm. within each person, and the amount of them ostensibly seems to indicate the amount of connectivity one has with the Force. I don't know how true that is, um, but <laughs> it seems to me that this question is asking. If you have less limbs, do you have less blood and yeah. therefore less midichlorians in your body? Is that what this question's asking? Yeah, and that was canon for a long time. Okay. I don't know if it still is, but that was I mean, the prequels canon. are canon. <laughs> Isaac, now, uh, respond to this allegation that was tweeted okay. at us by Shampoodler. <laughs> okay, uh, responding to the first alligator of our show, <laughs> Shampoodler. Um, what I think is that... The, Shampoodler is going to be vomiting almost certainly during whatever I'm with you, buddy. If that's your real name. I'm, I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> I think it's his legal name. Okay. I'm puking right now as we speak. Shampoodler, send us a photo of your, of your, of your driver's license, please. <laughs> Riley has a unique ability to speak fluently <laughs> and be vomiting at the same time. It's incredible. <laughs> so the, the, I think this might fall under the category once again of this is like a flaw of the Jedi, maybe not necessarily a flaw of the filmmaking. We established in our Phantom Menace episode that we don't feel Qui-Gon was a perfect character, and this may be an instance of this may be some residue of Jedi dogma. You know what we, did, disagree, what we did agree on as a group? Mm-hmm. Is that Qui-Gon was a chill bro. You know what? He no, would... please, can we just continue? <laughs> this is so long. <laughs> it's already so long. We've done that bit so many times. How oh, dare man. our show be funny? <laughs> oh, boy. If it was, I'd let it continue. Mr. Humor Nazi. <laughs> oh, boy. Now I feel like Isaac. <laughs> What were you saying about Qui-Gon? <laughs> no, I like what you were saying about the dogma. Oh. Please continue the real oh, thought. Oh, boy. Automatic so, dogs. <laughs> for the people. Um, so the, the midichlorians for the Jedi, like, they got so dogmatic, and they almost were taking a scientific approach to the Force to, where, to the point that they thought that they could quantify how good someone could be with the Force. And we... I feel like the, the Force Awakens kind of opened the door because... The First Order took the stormtroopers away when they were uh, small children, and that almost might be a mirror of what the Jedi were doing. Right. And so they that may not necessarily be the best thing to do, take small children away from their family <laughs> and train them to be soldiers. Disagree, or, but go on. No, boy. <laughs> but, okay, so, and that's, okay, the Jedi need a way to find out who is good at using the Force and who isn't. So, okay, let's just prick their finger and find out how many of this number... Because, okay, so the midichlorians may have some correlation to how well you can use the Force. But my favorite exp- explanation was actually given by uh, Dave Filoni, who I forget what, what he was doing. It may have been, like, a panel, like, before or after one of the seasons of Rebels, after Clone Wars, something, where he kind of explained midichlorians in our, the context of our world, where you had someone like Bruce Lee, who was a master of karate, and he was so naturally gifted at it to where one of us 
like we could start from the same point. Someone who was born the same day as Bruce Lee could have received the exact same training, could have had the exact same passion towards karate, and they wouldn't have ended up at the same place because like a Bruce Lee who's just so naturally gifted or any athlete, author, painter, anyone, you could think of Picasso as someone who like may have had more metachlorians than some <laughs> guy who made pop art for a hotel or interchlorians. You could think of any random guy who's like down the bench on like the the Brooklyn Nets who he may have worked just as hard as LeBron James did, but LeBron is just more naturally gifted. And so sure. I kind of like that explanation of metachlorians in our context where it's almost like metachlorians were the natural gift that someone had to where if someone like LeBron James didn't necessarily work as hard as he did, where then you could have like an equilibrium where you could have two athletes who are at a similar skill level. One is more naturally gifted. One didn't work as hard. And then the other guy who may have been less naturally gifted, but he worked harder. That's where you can get the equaling out. So the midichlorians don't mean if X, then Y. It means you're more predisposed to be able to having uh, more power in the force, being able to be more at one with the force. Yeah. That's how I understood it, is it's like your natural proclivity towards the Force. Yeah. Um, now, we're, and we are going to answer this question, but I feel like it's yeah. important to establish our thoughts on midichlorians first because that plays into this. So, Riley, go on and say whatever your negative Here's thing my is. problem <laughs> with all of that. You cannot test LeBron James' blood and find out why he is so much better at basketball than me. Disagree. He has more blood than Can't us. have and will. No. <laughs> you can't do it. He has more basketball blood. This is not something... Talent is not something you can physically measure. Like, you can't well, we live in a space world where you can measure it. It's pretend land dingus. with Jedi princes. <laughs> so we know that Anakin had, like, 20,000 midi-chlorian. That was his count. Over 20,000. That's even more than More than Yoda. We don't know how much Yoda had. So are we 19,999. If Yoda was a Wookiee, he was the size of a Wookiee, Okay. Would he still have the same concentration of midichlorians? Yes, that's what would I he have course. even more? Of course. No. Or would, they be, or would they be spread out throughout thought, his body? Oh, no, no, no. I this assumed is, it was no. on the cellular level. You all got to talk about it. I'm getting to talk We're gonna about talk it now. We're going to talk over you and not let you talk. This is a problem you get into when you make the force something measurable and um, something physical. That's, that's why I like the explanation of the force that you get in the original trilogy because it is not something that you can physically measure. Some people are more gifted in it, but that doesn't mean we know. They never talk about is, is Luke more powerful than Obi Wan Kenobi and Obi Wan Kenobi. That's his name. Um, Obi Wan Ken. Ken Obi. Ken Obi. So, and if if the Force is tied into such a physical thing as midi chlorians in your blood count, how does that explain life after death in Star Wars when you become one with the Force? How are the midi chlorians able to survive? Is that just, does that mean that, you know, Obi-Wan's Force Ghost is just an echo of Obi-Wan? Is that really him? Or is it just the midi-chlorians in his body who have an imprint of Obi-Wan? Like, what, th these are the problems you get into when you make the Force something measurable, something that you can calculate, find out who has the most, who is the mo who's the best, and who's the most powerful. The Force is at its best, I, in my opinion, when it's something that you can't measure, when it's something a little more mystical. Yeah. I I agree with you on mm. that. I mean, but I agree with Isaac that the the prequel trilogy is showing the faults in our stars. <laughs> it's showing the stars, Star Wars. It's showing the faults in the Jedi and the fact that they are measuring the Force in a physical manner as opposed to a spiritual manner. To me, is an intentional bit, not only of exposition, but of showing the fact that, like I talked about, Yoda's arc almost how when he is talked about the force in empire retroactively because of the prequel trilogy you're understanding that he as a jedi has come to a new understanding of the force it's more spiritual it's less based in a kind of quantifiable entity but more based on just being in touch with things now i i think that isaac explanation isaac explanation make that's sense. my last name <laughs> They call me Isaac Explanation. Sure they do. <laughs> and middle name loud. <laughs> huh. <laughs> At least in my headphones right now. Um, using midichlorians as a natural is like indication of your initial proclivity towards force use. I'm not bothered by it because there are some people 
who have a gift towards art. Now, there are people that never develop those skills, and their skill level stays the same. Like, yeah, like you and me, like, right? We, we both like to do art, but we have to do actual jobs, so we don't get <laughs> – and we have to do a podcast for seven hours, so we don't have enough time to work on our art skills. Now, somebody who just is like, you know what? I don't know that I'm naturally good at painting, but I want to pick it up, and they dedicate the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours <laughs> – to painting, <laughs> they'll be better than us just by their sheer will and just mm-hmm. trying to get good at something. Now, maybe if we had our natural ability and then developed it, we'd be better. To me, that explanation works. Someone like Luke Skywalker, it's obvious that he is the chosen one. He is somebody that has a natural, uh, you know, he's in tune with the Force. But... If he had never been contacted by Obi-Wan, if he had never been put in a position where he had to develop those skills, would he have ever known it? No. So midichlorians, to me, are a measure of your initial innate ability towards the Force, but not towards your – if you are just a person, the Force surrounds everybody and combines everybody. Mm -hmm. So it's something that everybody can tap into, but it would take a lot more effort for me to be great at basketball than it's going to take LeBron James to be great at basketball. But I don't think that's the case. Because there's if it's if it surrounds everybody, your normal average stormtrooper can't just learn to use the force by spending ten thousand hours trying. Disagree. to Disagree. I no no. I'm saying they can. I'm saying they can't. Everybody has midichlorians. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean everyone can. If that mean, and that means them. that everybody is in tune with the force, and that means that if somebody wants to put in the work doesn't yoda say it's in the rocks yeah right yeah nature so rocks can rocks have the blood force. everybody knows this <laughs> well the, they aren't i mean just, sentient it, beings have the it, it's just like anything else the, a rock like, can't shoot a basketball the i feel the like problem. they undercut midichlorians in the very movie they're introduced and then they disappear from the movies after that. yeah they show up in well, clone wars some at the very end here, but it's kind of like a piece of, like, it's, I don't know how much you really need to address it anymore. I mean, it's kind of established right there. If, if the Jedi have this person who has more midichlorians than anything ever in the history of the galaxy. It means this person has great potential. And he's nine years old. Yeah, he has potential to be an amazing Jedi. They still decide that it's not worth trying. Yoda himself Right, says, because just because a person has potential, mm. they're dogmatic and they feel like, no, 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 We only do things one way here at the Jedi Academy. Well, yeah, so, like, there's a... a, li- a checklist of 10 things that every single prospective Jedi has of to... 10 things that I hate about you. Yeah, the 10 things that I hate about I hate younglings. About Yoda, my prequel story. Right. So yeah, so <laughs> if the Jedi, if the, if a little baby doesn't meet all 10 of those things, then he gets kicked out back to the curb where they found him. And so Anakin probably checked all those boxes, except he's 9 years old. So you're like, well, we can't because we have our rules and we can't bend. I guess, I don't know. To me, it takes place in uh, space... And people are using I, – I think people are thinking of literal entities in a bloodstream, but we're talking about something that's completely alien. And also, and so to me, any justification that you can make of it is valid because it's not a real thing, and it's not – you're not given a ton of explanation. So it's open it, to interpretation it, it falls like into, the force itself. It, it falls into the same thing as trying to describe the science elements of anything in Star I'm Wars. I'm allowed to have bad opinions and explain I'm, them to I'm listeners. just saying with, with like getting into the the nuts and bolts of hyperspace The Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. Is not what Star Wars is about. And I feel getting into the nuts and bolts of the force and making it a physical thing in your blood yeah. is not what Star Wars should be about. And I, I think agree. that's why I don't like it very much. But well, that's why it never is about that. It's only about that in those two scenes that it's ever mentioned. But if you get into... It's a way of looking at the Force that's never even looked at again. The problem is it is when you think when um, you get into the Clone Wars with Qui-Gon and him learning to become one with the Force. That it all deals with midichlorians. That whole thing is about midichlorians. And it becomes such a, a an integral part of Star Wars. And I don't like it. I don't like it, Jake. I think that's where we're going to... And that's fine. Isaac, did you want to say something? I was going to say... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, none of these opinions at this table upset me. I just... The only thing I get upset about... You're actually, like, fuming angry right now. (laughs) You should be honest with us. Don't give away the magic. Anyway, (laughs) the... the Basketball player guy? Jake's talking sports. Full circle. That's cute. Anyway... So, boy. Um, When people... They get too close with the Force and Midichlorians almost saying that 
oh man, the force is midichlorians and midichlorians are the force. No, they're not. It's like, it's been clearly explained yeah. by so many people within star Wars that the midichlorians were just kind of a conduit to, to accomplish the, like to, to manipulate the force. To me, it's a way that you can measure one aspect of the force, but the force is a enigmatic entity that you can't, that goes beyond just one single mm. way of measuring things. The problem, I if think, you want to ignore midichlorians, you totally can, and it and doesn't do. ruin the yeah. force. Yeah, and you can, and you're a happy person. You have a, you have a wife, you have a family. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. We need to answer this question. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we can. So he Shampoo lost his connection with the it. force when he was dismembered. That's canonical. No, it's not. It is, yeah. That he lost his... That he lost... He was not as strong in the Force after... You're talking about your weird his, glove Well, because he was trying to use the Force red. out of stumps, basically. He's trying to, like, choke someone with a... No, no, no. Okay, let's talk about... The Force okay. doesn't literally come out of your hand. Though. Yes, exactly. I have an actual answer to this, which okay. is... That's the BS explanation. <laughs> Baloney sandwich. That that explanation is, is silly to me. Name the source of information that's canonical that says, Anakin, when he lost his arms, wasn't able to use his the Force as well. Tell me right now in your weird Wikipedia entries that you have. I'll tweet about it after I find it on Wikipedia because okay. I think it's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I tend to think it could that the, be it could be old canon. Not I tend new to think canon. that the movies are the most canonical thing. I'm going to say I'm 99% sure it was old canon. Okay. Maybe now, not new. Let's say this. Yeah. LeBron James, amazing at basketball. He loses his uh, legs or arms or something, right? Not as amazing at basketball. Not as amazing <laughs> as basketball. He would, But let's say he's able to get cybernetic arms like Darth Vader is. Mm -hmm. It would be harder for him to use basketball because to use basketball. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> to play basketball because he has to learn a new way to do a thing that he's been doing one way his entire life. Yeah. It's like when Tiger Woods realized that he'd been playing golf wrong and was like, you know what? I'm going to get lessons, work on my form. I know it's not the way that I've been doing it, but it's the way to do it. So I'm going to get better at this actual way. Now that Jake's talking sports, he's talking the most boring sport of all. It's true. But here's, <laughs> yeah, so here's what I'm saying. Right to golf. Darth Vader is going to be a little harder for him at first with robot arms. He used the force and lightsabers, but once he adapts to his new form that he has, he'll be just as good as he ever was, but in a different way, which we see in Rogue One. When he's a total baller doing cool stuff. Shampoodler, I hope that satisfied you. It probably didn't. I can't imagine. Why does Yoda have so much? Just because there's a bigger concentration in his bloodstream. I think so. It, so this one comes to us from Darth Goody on Twitter. One of the earliest adopters yes. of our podcast. Always and very nice We like us. you a lot. He's super Darth nice. Darth Goody sounds like a Goody guy. Yes. He sure does. He does sound like a Goody guy, but he he's never Goody heard that. He says Goody tweets to us. Um... So his he had a couple questions as well. We'll go with his first one here. During Ray and Kylo's fight, when Ray said the Force, she you know whispers oh, it yeah, after she whispers he it after he herself. mentions I can teach you how to use the Force. Was she remembering training from her past or just the mumbo jumbo Han told her about? That's the million dollar question. I that think. is million dollar question. Interesting. Yes. So I think this more is more of like which camp do we fall in more than us being able to. Yeah, there, give a good there's no there's no concrete answer for this one um, at this point. We're now in deadly assassin territory where we're in between movies. <laughs> <laughs> for for me, I'm gonna fall in the camp. I don't think Ray has had any training in the past, but we do know that she had heard of Luke Skywalker and probably the Jedi then, because when Finn mentions Luke, she she thought, oh, I thought he was just a, a legend. So. She also, she's also had the force used on her by Kylo. We've talked before about how that's probably where she learned to use the mind trick because right. Kylo used it on her. Yeah. So she has had um, she's had some contact with the force, but she has not learned to let it control her yet or take over or really tap into it. So at that moment, I think when he mentions the force and she realizes she cannot beat Kylo on her own, she might think, well, what if I just let this thing take over and and we'll see what happens would would be my guess i don't think there's any previous training you guys isaac i wreck on twitter tell oh, us your thoughts boy it's a shaky voice you got there jake isaac. <laughs> bouncing on the dirt road country singer should should write a song about a dirt road sometime <laughs> I, good. that sounds too hard oh, boy uh i i personally am a fan of the uh Ray has amnesia theory. It's, I, I, I see. I see. Hey, hey, you made a face. No judgments and a noise. I expressed an opinion, <laughs> and Jake just made like a moan fart noise that 
descended off the Let it be table. That that theory sucks, but go on with your opinion. Continue your theory, Isaac. I support I, you. Not with your theory, but I support fine. you as a person. Okay, boy. <laughs> I just, I, 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 when it's been explained to me using stuff from the movie, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like complete hogwash to me, but I do kind of, it, it, theories like that, unfortunately for me, f- do follow into like the category of trying to go, it, it would take too long to explain in episode eight, I think, where like, we'd all have to like, there would have to be like a 20 minute campfire scene with Ray and Luke where he just explains like if all these fan theories pan out, okay, Snoke is this guy. Your parents are these people. You had amnesia because of this. The Knights of Ren are this. Any more questions? <laughs> like it's going to, yeah. I, yeah. A, a lot of these I think are going to be like the simple answer instead of the complicated jargon that YouTube has told us that it's going to be, yeah. which I'm personally fine with because I want a story that's going to move forward like the deadly hunter. <laughs> in the Jedi Apprentice series, a book that doesn't take a break for nothing. So yeah, I the the Ray has amnesia thing is kind of a cool theory, but I'm, I'm I do kind of think maybe there is even an element of that. I just I'm not a movie writer, and so and I'm also not a theory developer because I use my brain on what's actually presented to me. I I I say that in a very condescending way, but I I, yes. prom- I promise I don't mean it that way. It's it's an avenue that I'm perfectly fine with people taking, but. I kind of devote that brain power to other parts of Star Wars, just like if you're into writing fanfic or you're into drawing stuff or you're into collecting, whatever your niche happens to be, mine isn't really fan theories. Mm. And so when it comes to, like, who is Snoke, who is Ray, who is Ray's parent, and just <laughs> different stuff like that, I don't have a solid, concrete answer. I don't have a hot take because... I don't necessarily care, and I don't. I'm just gonna let the movie tell me. So far, very unlike our show. No hot takes. No hot takes. So That's weird. Yeah. We're gonna have to work on this. Isaac, you okay. got a hot take? You're gonna have to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to repeat the question because at this point, he was doesn't play as well over radio for- when you look at Jake and say my name. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what the question was now. During Ray and Kylo's fight, when oh, Ray the says force. the force, was she remembering training or just the mumbo jumbo Han said? No, I I I think that the and it's clear like. This is getting into stuff that's not canonical, guys. But in the trailer for The Force Awakens, there is a lot of voiceover of Maz giving some explanation of the Force. Like, what what does she say, Isaac? I I know that you remember. Han Solo? She's like, (laughs) Force. And she says, hey, Maz. She says that. (laughs) Now, um, but basically, there's her as a voiceover saying mm-hmm. you can tap into the force it's with you it's yeah. always with you blah 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 just let it in just let it in yeah she says that it, it it seems pretty clear when you watch the movie that originally when she closes her eyes after that said that there was a voiceover of maz kanata and ray is remembering the things that maz said to her on takadana when maz confronts her in the little basement area of maz's castle maz's castle perhaps maz's <laughs> castle. now i think that that's the implication is that at that point, Ray is remembering all the things that she's heard so far, but right. she's also experienced the Force when she's flying the Millennium Falcon. Finn says, how did you do that? And she says, I don't know. I just And she's like, I knew that I tapped into something, but I don't know what it was. When she goes and she's called to the lightsaber, she experiences the Force. When Kylo taps into her brain, and she realizes that it's possible for her to do that. And she can see into his brain. And she sees his fears. She's tapping into the Force. So by the time she does a Jedi mind trick, she is aware of what the Force is. But it's still a thing that she has to consciously remind herself to tap into. So I think when Kylo says that, I don't know that. And we don't know because who knows what Ryan Johnson's done with Episode Eight? But I don't think that we as an audience are supposed to think, ooh, she's already had Force training that she's forgotten about, that she's now remembering. I think, no, no, no. She's been been force training kind of subconsciously the whole time and now she's remembering the force the thing that maz told me about i'm gonna remember that i'm gonna tap into that thing that i tapped into when i read kylo's mind i think that's what we're supposed to be thinking in that moment there you go darth goody i answered it it. definitively and canonically (laughs) and scientifically biologically there you go what's the acronym for that uh (laughs) many letters (laughs) i I don't listen to what i say so i don't know (laughs) um Darth Goody has another one, but let's go to someone else first. We'll come yeah, Darth back. Goody, chill out for we'll come one back second. To you, Darth Goody. Don't worry, we'll get to it. If that's your real name. Um, I do wonder if that's his real name. Let's go to this one. This is from an anonymous user. What? Isaac, who's this one from? The one about droids. 
Is that Levi as well? Uh, no, this is from our good friend Drew. Drew! Loyal listener. I know Drew, I think. I, know. I think you do. I Captain think I do, know, Drew. I think you do. What's up, Drew? Hey, Drew. Um, okay, so his question was, if the Force surrounds all living things, does that include droids? I, I know that Riley's passionate about this. <laughs> I'm very passionate about droids. And you just have images and cross-references. Go ahead. No, that's about the greatest <laughs> Jedi of all time. Just, it's not about okay. droids. Go ahead well, and Just wait. She's poop, the greatest Jedi Just poop this opinion out of your system real quick like, so we can get in there. <laughs> Not a bad. Do a cur- a, give us a courtesy it's a flush. Bad, it's not a bad. It's not a bad. Take opinion. a quick emodium pill and just really get this out of your system. <laughs> Light a match simultaneously. I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love Star Wars. I hate you guys. Uh, a short answer to this question is no. It does not include droids. There are hmm. there are non canonical stories of um, droids that could use the force. But okay, let's say in old canon. They keep bringing in old canon stuff into the new canon. Yeah. So just you know, let go of your bigotry for one second. <laughs> They're not going to let this one in. The only canon, the only old story of a droid that could use the force was R five something or other. The red droid at the beginning of A New Hope that blows a bad motivator. Mm-hmm. That was the one. He could use the force in this crazy comic book. <laughs> And he was so excited to be chosen by Luke because he could sense Luke had the force His too. His force overloaded. But then he had a vision. He <laughs> had a, amazing. He had a vision of the future and saw that R two had to be the one to go with Luke so that things would work out. He blew and himself up. So he just no. So he that Luke would go way. This was an this was like an Elseworlds story in Star Wars. Oh, never my. was this like Star Wars tales like, like a Marvel one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Type. It was one of those. Yeah. So no, that did is did Watch the Watcher have an appearance in this particular story? <laughs> you might have. So that is the only, only like even in non-canon legend stuff. That's the only incident that a droid has ever been able to use the Force. Droids cannot use the Force. I think that speaks to a larger, larger issue about why people mistreat droids so much. Hmm. Even people with the basic knowledge of of the Force, especially in the prequel era, knows that things that are alive are connected to the Force and can use it. A droid has never used the Force. Therefore, in most people's minds, droids are not alive. And I think that's why they get mistreated. Despite all the evidence to the contrary that they are living, feeling yeah. beings, they're not They're not portrayed that way, or they're not seen that way in Star Wars. Let me answer the question this way. I I'll let you. Will... Thanks, Jake. You know what? You're welcome. You're a good friend. You know what? We've had our differences, but we yeah. You know what? A lot of times you it's been a roller coaster of an episode. It really has been. It's been like going to Cedar Point or something like yeah. that in Ohio. <laughs> it's a del- It's a international chain of <laughs> amusement parks. parks yeah. One location only. Answer My your droid question. Okay, so I'll be at the grocery store. And I'll go. Through, oh wow! I'll go. It's not the, starting where I thought it was going to. Well, I could have started at Captain D's. Would you rather me do that, Jake? <laughs> nope. And we're fighting again. Are you happy, Jake? <laughs> I've never been happier. Me too. <laughs> well, that's weird. The, the way you the, said that was weird too. I'm I'm only happen hap, happen when they're tension. You're only happening when they're <laughs> <laughs> Answer your question, so, Roids. After I'm done at Captain D's eating and Jake's gonna pee. Jake's peeing. And what I'll do, I'm just gonna keep looking at Jake right here. Invisible talk Jake. to his invisible spirit, Forest Ghost. And I'll be at the grocery store and I'll be going through the self checkout line. And you know how like the lady is like like, please scan your items. A sit-in. We have a sit-in for, for the Jake. first time ever on Grand Moff Talk. Oh my gosh, guys! Yes. Hi. Whoa, hey. Jake 2.0. That was Jake. a TV show. <laughs> you know what? This Jake talks so much less. You know, I like to I like to listen to other people. Wow, wow, that's, that's so a, like the real Jake. That's I a like beautiful it. quality, Jake. <laughs> Great. You should keep Thank that you. up. Okay. I love this change you've made. So, I'll be at. Sorry, I have a cold. <laughs> Okay, so I'll be at the grocery store. I'll be checking out, and the the woman robot will be saying, "Like, please scan first item. Please place item in bagging area." You ever get annoyed at that? that yes. Moment? Yeah, of absolutely. course. Absolutely, she's annoying. Exactly. <laughs> that was not canonical, which has happened. <laughs> <laughs> that droid is, if you want to call yeah. it a droid, is very annoying. Imagine annoying. that bagger lady. Who's the robot? Imagine if she had legs and she was walking around. He's still doing the grocery store. And you wouldn't be inclined to have an emotional connection to this thing. You wouldn't be inclined to have an emotional connection to that Sphero BB-8 that you have. It's just, I, I, I can identify, honestly, maybe not with, like, 
they present it as more of like there's like racial overtones in the Star Wars universe they with droids. So much more personality than yeah. the baggage. Lady so I can understand that. I can understand that on a b- very base level, though, yeah. because if you were someone in the Star Wars universe who was more bigoted towards droids, <laughs> and you never saw past the annoying bagger lady, <laughs> where you only saw them as someone like annoying. Obi Wan or Han. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're only programmed for etiquette, I mean, so you could maybe overlook them. In terms of being empathetic towards them in their struggles, you see that they feel pain. What are you doing? So messed anymore. up, man. If we I'm, could sympathize with droids, they could use a force. I'm trying to what sympathize with the big idiots in Star Wars universe, <laughs> or the bigots, as Star Wars it shortened up to, on our show. Do you guys get where I'm coming from? No, but here's yes. what I think. Um, Thank you, one of my co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I like the old Jake better. Oh. <laughs> so, my thought is. Um, is society, maybe this is the weird robot bagger at the grocery store point that Isaac was trying to make that I never quite understood. Is it a thing where society yes. has oppressed droids to such a degree that droids don't think they can use the force so they never try to, but if they were given the chance to, oh. and a droid was able to really believe in themselves and train that they would be able to do it? No. Okay, well, that's bigoted and disgusting of you to say that. Okay. My opinion. Right. You don't think droids are alive? No, they are not. According to the Force, they are not alive. But that's not force... even. That's not even a. That's but that's not even a is discussion. The that's force canonically. <laughs> yes, I. The Force is racist. I hate the Force. Whoa. So when you spoilers tap... for our Force episode. Spoilers for our Force episode. We're never doing a Force episode. But so you're saying when you tap into Force. You're tapping into racism. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the that the is force kind of by the racist property. I'm saying the force picks and chooses, and and, and no one okay. knows why. I think the midichlorians choose. Wrong. And I, I think, think you're, you're wrong. wrong about this. No, droids. I, I don't know. I don't I know what to tell you guys. Droids My... cannot use the force. Okay, Riley, listen. He has <laughs> hatred in his heart. And I don't we... have hatred. This is look up Metachlorians in his blood, but he's in denial. Tweet at him. This is your fan fiction. Some real that droids, woke articles. That this is your fan fiction that droids can use the force. This they is, cannot use the force. This is facts and real intuition <laughs> and knowledge that I'm coming up with. Okay. Um, no, my my actual thought is that I think that the force, a contrary to Riley's hateful and bigoted opinion, of the force. I think opinion, that anybody, if they just if they believe in themselves, <laughs> no, they can tap into the force. I think that's what Yoda. That is a bunch knows. of fanciful USB, if you ask me. <laughs> that is fan fiction. They can't. You don't think that anybody can just tap into that if Absolutely they really try not. and they train and they no. try their hardest? No. Why do you hate the human beings? And I don't hate and human beings. Who are I hate the force. But I don't hate human beings. That sounds like Sith talk to me. <laughs> I don't know of anybody that hates the Force. Sith love the Force, too. Jake, I get what you're saying. I'm trying to say nice things positively about Star Wars. It's a Wars. cool thought. No, it, it's I, I get what you're saying. It's a cool sentiment. I wish it was true. Droids have never been able to use the Force in Star Wars, and I... It may change someday. They haven't been able to, but I think they can. If okay. one of them just you steps are allowed up. to think whatever you want. Hey, it has never happened, Drew. I'm so sorry, I Drew. We tried to have a. I love you, Drew. Drew, you wrote a nice question. I give you a nice answer. Riley didn't like it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's not that I didn't like it. I told you I like it. <laughs> that your hero George Lucas said it's not possible. <laughs> that they never said that his entire life. Yes, I, I'm sure. He and if he it. did, sure then he, he said something it. else that contradicted it. I'm sure. He, well, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just not. It's not a thing in Star Wars. They can't do it yet. 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 There you go. All right. So believe it or not, we actually talked for a really long time, more than an hour. So I'm gonna have to split this episode up into two. Um, however, we will get to all the questions that you guys had next week. I think we only did two this week, maybe three. I don't know. Um, but the rest are on their way. It's going to be great. We had a whole lot of fun. Thanks for sending those again. If you want to send more questions or anything, you can follow at uh, Grand Moff Talkin on Twitter. Uh, from there, you can probably find the, the three of our personal accounts if you want to follow those as well. Or you can email uh, Grand Moff Talkin. Nope. I said that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> get, get rid of the G. Grandmoff talking at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> you can hear Jake and Isaac making fun of me in the background for what I said there. Uh, so, do you guys have any other final thoughts for tonight, <laughs> Jake or Isaac? 
This has been a delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly and weekly increments by the loquacious, <laughs> soothing hopes. <laughs> Riley, Jake, and Isaac, goodbye. General hey, Maydean83 is now following Grandma talking on Woo! Twitter. Woo! In real What's time, up, General Maydean83, come on the show. We love you. We should probably